here in beginning at verse number 31. The Bible said, and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests and scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he spake that saying openly. He didn't hide. He wasn't shamed. He wasn't trying to hide it. He spake it openly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, listen carefully to what Jesus said. Get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. For it was Satan who didn't want Jesus to foretell and to pronounce what was to come. For thou savorest, or you only, you're not concerned. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan. Because your agenda, your goal, and your care, and your concern is only the things about this world. The things that man care about and entangle himself in. Your agenda and your concerns are not of God, but of the things that be of men. When he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. So the question was asked in verse 36, for what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in glory coming in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. We heard that sound of a flatline. And when the doctor pronounces the time of death, the question is, 
Then what? Then what? What happens after you breathe that last breath? Then what? You've probably heard stories of maybe you've been around people as they near their final breath, as they closed in on death, and they were so concerned about whether or not the children are going to be taken care of, or maybe another relative is going to be looked after, and all these things that they, they lay there approaching their final breath. But very rarely does a person ask, are you ready? Are you ready to make this transition that you're only going to have one time to get it right? Because regardless of whatever children, what Regardless of what spouse, regardless of what cousins or relatives that you're leaving behind, you're about to make a journey. Amen. That is going to separate you from them forever. Right. Regarding on this time side, they won't be a concern of yours anymore. And knowing this, why is it we invest so little thought? We, we, we do so little meditation and, and, and planning on this journey. We're going we're gonna to make it. Yeah. We're going to make this journey whether you like talking about it or not. Yeah. I'm sure... All of you have heard about the condominium collapsing down in Florida this past week. And you know, I, I watched that video over and over and over and over. And man, you just don't know where death is. Amen. I'm sure people were knocked out sleep, minding their business, and had called it a day. And can you imagine probably taking a shower, bath, and unwind, and watch TV or something, or whatever it was, and they went to bed, thinking to themselves, you know, I'm going to get up in the morning. They woke up. Regardless if they wake up on this side of life, they woke up. But the question is, where? Who would, who would imagine? You're just where you're supposed to be, 
hopefully in most cases, you know, I, I thought about, man, that would have been the, the wrong place to have been cheating that night. Can you imagine somebody looking for a loved one, someone looking for a relative and say, I don't know where, where he is, where she is. And they're on the 12 floors of rubbish. When you wake up on the other side, then what? How do you explain not being where you should not have been? In the world's history, only two exceptions to death occurred. Enoch, Genesis 5, 24, Hebrews 11 and 5. And Elijah, 2 Kings 2 and 11. One remains, those who will, those who are alive when Jesus comes will not die. 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. There are no other exceptions from death. No other. Death will surely eventually come to all. Job 30 and 23. Ecclesiastes 8 and 8. And Hebrews 9, 27. Amen? Amen. One out of every 113 people in the world died last year. One out of every 113 people in the world died last year. Two die every second. 107 die every minute. 6,390 die every hour. 153,000 die every day. 56 million people die every year. In a lifetime of 70 years, 3.9 billion of those we share the planet with are going to die. Can't get around it, folks. Can't get around it. So this is why Jesus was teaching here about what was coming ahead of him in preparation to teach others that don't get yourself caught up and concerned in this life, in this world. He rebuked Peter to say, you don't care about the things of God. You only care about the things of men. If it was your will and if it was possible, you would only teach people about the pleasure of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. You would only be concerned about enjoying, eat, drink, and being merry in this world, not of the things of concerning to God. So Jesus rebuked Peter 
and said, get behind me, Satan. I know it's you. I know it's you. You only care about the things of the lust of men. What do you care about today? The question was asked in verse 36. For what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What are you, what are you thriving for every day? What is your objective every day that God wakes you up? What is the goal? How much time and preparation are you setting aside saying, you know what? If, if today should be the day, you know what? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Nothing is more sad than to hear a person on their dying bed saying, I hope I'm ready. Well, guess what? If, if you got the hope, you ain't ready. Because of all the things in the world to be uncertain about, how can you be uncertain about your soul salvation? What is there to guess about? You either did what the Lord told you to do, or you did. Now, some people will say, that, you know, that's just harsh. No, it's true. Amen. You either lived according as God instructed or you did. Right. You live according as he instructed, therefore our crown is waiting for you. If you did not, hell awaits. We've become so desensitized and, 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 and brainwashed that everybody that died, everybody's sending them to heaven. Amen. <laughs> the young man who, who shooting, gun down innocent people and the police shooting kill him. And you know what? Everybody go make their t-shirts and release doves and oh, they put him into heaven. Folks, heaven is not a place for the wicked. Amen. Heaven is not a place for evil people. Amen. Heaven is not a place for the disobedient. Amen. And guess what? Heaven is not a place for those who don't properly prepare. Amen. Seeing this is going to happen, for sure. How much time do you spend preparing for this transition? Life is more than biology. Listen to me, folks. Life is more than biology. Man has components that cannot be seen with the microscope, measured in a test tube, or confirmed by a hard monitor. Death is certain, but are you ready? Are you ready this morning? You said, well, I, I, I hate it when preachers preach lessons like this. They, they, they act like the world is getting ready to come to an end. Maybe not the world is getting ready to come to an end, but your life might be. Amen. I'm sure dying wasn't on people's mind down in Florida. 
I'm sure the young lady that had just moved up here from Florida this past week had several kids in the car. So she had moved from Florida up here to get a life on track, to get a new start and everything, but little did she know, death was waiting on I-75. Her and one of her children were killed in a car wreck. It doesn't matter what your plans are. It doesn't matter. You're gonna face death one day, and you know what? It may be sooner than you think. But one thing for sure, when you close your eyes, it's over, folks. It's over. If you didn't get it right before that last breath, there is no getting right. It doesn't matter what song folks sing at your funeral. It's not going to matter what people get up and say about you. You have every opportunity right now. Right now. While that blood is running warm in your veins. And you know what? And you keep putting it off. You keep putting it off. When I ask the question, are you ready right now? You know, some are out, out of your arrogance or you just don't believe. You just don't believe. Death may be closer than what you realize. And you say, I don't have to answer you. And you don't. But you're going to answer the knock when it comes. Amen. In Luke 16, 19 through 31, we are familiar with the story here about the rich man and Lazarus. The Bible said there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. He lived a good life. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Didn't want to sit at the table. Just give me the crumbs that fall from the table. I know how you sit and eat sometime and you drop stuff and everything. The, 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 the man, that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. Not a place at the table. Just give me what falls from the table. Desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. <laughs> and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, 
he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus. What? Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented. How? In this flame. But Abraham says, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thou good things. Likewise, Lazarus, evil things. Remember, he sat outside the door just desiring the crumbs. Remember, he laid out there, and the only compassion and relief he could find was the dogs that conflict the souls. You had your good. He had his evil. But my, how the tables turn. But now he is comforted. That are tormented. Let's look at this rich man. The Bible said Lazarus died and the angels came and took him away. But it said, and the rich man died also. And was buried. But here's the major difference right here. And here's where. You need to pay close attention, folks. The soul lives on. Amen. The soul lives on. There is life after you close your eyes on this side. The Bible said, this man found himself in a place where he was being tormented. Tormented to the point that he cried out looking for some relief. He said, I'm in tormented in these flames. Folks, this isn't hell. This is the Hadean world. But this isn't hell yet. This isn't the lake of fire yet. So. According to the life that he lived. It was not. Favorable with God. For him to be sent to this place of torment. And he found himself in torment. In these flames. Only to await the final judgment for something worse. Amen. So I want you to stop and think about that for a moment. Think about people who have already died that you know. Think about people that have died and been dead a long time. You know what? They're not in heaven yet. Mm -hmm. 
They're not in hell yet. But wherever they are, it's only a preview of what's to come. If they're there with the rich man in torment and flames, you know what? It's only going to get worse Amen. in the end. Stop and think about that for a moment. There won't be any parole hearing. There won't be any pardoning or well, you've been tormented long enough, so I'm going to excuse you. No. This is only the preliminary for the evil that you've done in this life. Amen. This torment is only the preliminary for how you ignored and didn't pay attention and didn't Take the proper, make the proper preparations. And, 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 and shrugging off the gift that God gave that you might have eternal life. This is the preliminary of what you're going to pay for for ignoring and not caring about the blood that Jesus shed. Amen. This is only the preliminary. Because you found things in this world more enticing, more interesting. You care more about this world and the things in this world than you did about the gift of salvation that God provided. Amen. Remember the angels back from the days of Noah? The angel said, went astray, became disruptive. Peter refers to them and said, they are in chains right now, waiting for the judgment. Can you imagine people that have died long, long, long ago? You know what? They've been Right there with the rich man. Amen. Just waiting. Waiting for something worse. But who believes that? Who believes it? Not many believe it because we figure we can make some t-shirts and, and, and go out and hold a candlelight visual and we'll put them into heaven. We would like to deceive ourselves that it's going to be all right because we feel, we think. But how many of our lives align with what the Word of God says? Amen. Folks, this thing called death, it teaches a lesson concerning you are not in control of anything. Amen. When you stop breathing, whatever you didn't get done won't get done, not by you. 
And we're so concerned about things of this world. I, I've been at the deathbeds of some people. And they've sat there and talked about all types of things. And I would say, can I ask you one question? Are you ready? And they just get quiet. They just got quiet. As if they didn't know I'm about to die. You are about to leave here. Folks talk about, well, God's grace, his mercy. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbids. Is God's grace an excuse for me not to live right? Is God's grace an excuse not for me to properly plan? Jesus said, Satan, get behind me. That's what he told Peter. You don't care about the things of God. God's will is that every man be saved. And in order for every man to be saved, every man have to make the proper preparations. He can't be caught up in this world. He can't be looking to make a heaven here on earth. So the question was asked, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? You could go out and buy this and buy that and have this and have that. How much closer does that bring you to God? Only to die and what? You're going to leave it all. You're going to leave it all. I, I had to laugh. I had to laugh. The last surgery I had right before I was put to sleep, I just had to laugh because I said, man, this thing is so real. I'm about to be put to sleep and if I don't wake up, do you think I was sitting there worried about, will Lisa remember to pay a car note? Do you think I was concerned about, do she re will she remember where I put the paperwork to pay the mortgage? Yeah. Man, that's the last thing in the world I cared about. Amen. <clears throat> if she didn't remember, she'll figure it out. Amen. But I know who won't come back and show her. I know who won't be texting to remind her. It's over, folks. It's over. This connection on this side is over. Amen. There's something greater, something of more importance we need to be thinking about. Because death is sure. Oh, it's certain, folks. But are you ready? Are you ready? Well, uh, uh, keep putting it off. Because sometimes you don't get a warning. Amen. What, what are you going to tell the Lord? Well, I, 
I was going to do this and I had plans on straightening this out and I was going to... No, folks. The Bible said this man woke up in the Hadean world. He was in torment. Cried out to Abraham and said, man, send me some relief. Send Lazarus. Send Lazarus. I ain't concerned about the sores. I ain't concerned about all of that. He had to know him. How did he call him by name? Folks, I, I know this isn't the most hallelujah praise the Lord sermon. But it's part of my job is to prepare you. Now, whether you heed to the instructions or not, that's on you. But you're going to leave here one day. You're going to, you know what? And believe it or not, you're going to leave here and people are going to go on about their business. If you don't believe me, watch what happens in Florida. People have been mourning. People have been crying and everything. And a couple of days, people are going to go on back to work. People are going to go on back to You dying ain't going to stop the work. But where you go should be of concern to you. We're going to close our eyes one day. As I said earlier. And we're going to wake up either. In Tartarus. Or paradise. Mm -hmm. Tartarus. Torment. Burn. Torture. Paradise. Abraham Bulls. Where are you going today? Huh? If, if, if I call your name out and say, where are you going today? I know some of you, some of you would be offended. And, and that always amazed me. How can a Christian be offended about being questioned about going to heaven? The only way I can see a Christian being offended about that question is they know they, they, know they ain't living right. Why would you be offended about somebody questioning you about eternal life? But I'm asking you, where are you going today? You're saying, well, I don't know. Well, that's, you're saying, I ain't going to heaven. Because the word of God said, make your calling and election sure. Sure. Now, if the word of God say, it's, it's on you. It's on you. And wherever you come up short, I'll get you through. I'll get you over that hump. 
but it's upon you to make that calling and election sure. Where are you going today? Well, I, I know, I know I ain't what I should be. Why aren't you what you're supposed to be? See, many of us are just like Peter. We allow the devil to get into us and just use us. Mm -hmm. Peter tried to rebuke Jesus. No, we don't want to hear about what's coming. We don't want to hear about your death. We don't want to hear about your rejection. We don't want to... People don't want to hear all that. And, and, and we go around in conversations making ourselves feeling good because we're not living right and we're not living up to the standard of righteous living. Talk about, well, you know, all of us have sinned and, you know, I'm still under construction and, you know, God ain't through with me yet. You know what? He might be done with you more than you think. Amen. Because you ain't trying. We come up with all kinds of excuses not to live right. Amen. Well, how do we expect to go to heaven if we don't want to live right? I don't want to. I don't want to live righteous and upright because. That's going to throw shade on my friends and the people I hang around. Well, you need to find some other people to hang around. If you're embarrassed about it, what did Jesus say? You're ashamed of me? I'm going to be ashamed of you. Because, folks, we got to go through him. We got to go through him. John 14 and 6 says what? Jesus said, I am the way, the what? The truth and what? Cometh unto the Father, what? But by me. Because, see, if God has to look at us apart from Jesus, <laughs> you and I never get to heaven. We'll never get to heaven. But when God looks at us through His Son, through that cleansing blood, through that filter, through that advocate. Oh, he see a different, he see a different product there. Amen. He see a different product there. And, and, and we have a chance. Mm -hmm. But how you gonna be ashamed? How you gonna live below the standard and yet talk about going to heaven? Folks, we better wake up. We sing songs like, this world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. You know what? We, we better sing it with some understanding. Yeah. Yeah. We better sing it with some conviction. Man, today might be it for somebody in here. You say, oh Lord, don't let it be me. Why not? Why not? What is more precious? What could possibly be in comparison of, of, of just... Let, let me make Abraham's bosom 
in this world? What can you compare in this world to Abraham's bosom? Huh? Well, why would you hope? I hope not me. Well, I just, I'm going to miss some folks. Well, you know what? If they live around and die right, you'll see them again. But for you to always say, well, I'm just not ready. I uh, hope not me and all this. You better check your love for God. Because, see, if I love God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, there shouldn't be anything, anything or anybody that should measure up or come between mm -hmm. this love I have Amen. and wanting to be with him. Not my wife, not a husband, not a child, nothing. So I ask you, where you going? Huh? Where you going? It amazes me people with false doctrine. They hoop and holler and talk about going to heaven and being saved more than us. And we know they ain't going. And we know the truth. We know what to do. And we won't say a word. Folks, it's real. Amen. You went down into that watery grave to say, I want to be saved. You went down into that watery grave saying, I don't want to go where the rich man is. I don't want to be in torment. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to burn. But folks just going down in the water and coming out and not being faithful is going to get you to heaven. Coming up out of the water was the beginning of the journey. How faithful have you been in the journey, folks? How faithful are you today? Huh? How faithful are you today? Well, God know my heart. Yes, he does. And you know, you know it too. And you know whether or not you've been faithful or not. I challenge you today. You, you can walk out of here today stubborn, pig-headed, stiff-necked, and say, I don't care what he say. You know, I, I have to take my chance. It ain't going to happen to me. Take your chance. Mm -hmm. Or you can walk out of here today a better person than you were when you arrived. Mm -hmm. You can admit and say, you know what? I haven't been faithful. And yes, I need to pay more attention and make more preparations to leaving. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to leave here one day. Worrying about 
how much debt we leave behind now, or will the children be able to go to college and all that. You know what? That's fine, well, and good in its place. What you need to be concerned about, am I ready? Did I abuse the gift of salvation that God provided? Did I ignore? The opportunity to be saved and redeemed and washed and justified. That's what's important, folks. Whether that child go to college or whatever, you know what? They'll figure something out. But you won't get a second chance when you die. You won't get a second chance when you die. That story goes on to say, Abraham told that rich man, there's a gulf between us. Where Lazarus is, you can't cross and come over here. Where you are, he can't cross and go over there. You're permanently separated. Now, while you're in torture, while you're in while you're agonizing, while you're in pain and suffering and everything, you can see the peace Lazarus is in. Mm -hmm. And this is what you forfeited. And believe it or not, this is what some of you today are forfeiting. Just to try to get ahead in this world. It ain't worth it. Amen. It ain't worth it. I'd rather have less and be right with God and die right with God than to have plenty and die and be separated from God. That's a decision you have to make. You want to go to heaven today? Let me ask, let me ask some Church of Christ folks who's supposed to be the lively stones of the church, who's supposed to be the, 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 the redeemed in the Lord, who's supposed to be able to, to echo and make it known of nobody else. Yeah. Are you ready to go to heaven today? Yeah. Well, the ball is in your court. The ball is in your court. Make the decision today. If you haven't been baptized for the remission of your sin, you need to be baptized for the remission of your sin. Just as you see right here, the gospel enacted what Jesus went through. He was put to death. He was buried and resurrected on the third day. So is the gospel reenacted. In baptism, obeying the gospel, Romans 6, 3 and 5. In baptism, we are buried in water for the remission of sins and then raised to walk in a new life. Dying to sin, being buried in the watery grave of baptism, being brought up, resurrected out of that water to walk in a newness of life. That's what it requires. And it requires a commitment. It requires faithfulness. It re re folks, it requires faithfulness. For oh, without faith, you'll never please God. Oh, yeah. 
Are you ready to be baptized today? Are you ready to give your life to Christ? You could do so. Are you here today and you're already a member of the body of Christ? Maybe you need to rededicate yourself. Maybe you just simply need to repent. Jesus said, I tell you, nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So, brother, man, I haven't been living right. I haven't been on that straight and narrow. Well, repent and get back on it. Make that call at an election sure today. You know what? The good Lord might let you live for 50 more years. I don't know. Or he may just let you live for 50 more minutes. But you're going to cross that path. And you're going to stand in judgment one day. I wasn't trying to be the bearer of bad news today. But to be honest, to Christians, it should be good news. One day looking forward, going to glory, being away from all of this, all of this madness and the, the shootings and the killings and the hardship, the pain and the suffering. Man, Christians should get excited talking about one day going to be with the Lord. So don't, don't blame me for being the bearer of bad news today. I blame you for your heart not being where it's supposed to be as a Christian. I don't know why, you know, folks be talking about, I ain't ready to go, I want to stay as long as I can. I don't know why you want to stay here. <laughs> Especially when you ain't working and serving and doing that in the church. Why you want to hang around long? Because what you're doing can't be for the glory of, of the Lord. Amen. So it must be for your flesh. Amen. I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> Talking about hanging around longer. For what? For the devil's work? God keep giving you a chance after chance. Stop abusing. Amen. And get it right. What's our song, Dorothy? 593. 593 is our invitation song. Folks, folks, let me tell you. Let me tell you. 593. Somebody might need some restoration this morning. Somebody might need some restoration this morning. I I'm asking you to open your mouth. I'm asking you to sing this song. I'm asking you to exhort, encourage, and help somebody this morning. Because you just don't know where death is. And buddy, time is running out. Let us together sing and let us sing. Is a
Amen. Amen.